0: Welcome to The Middle Leadership Podcast, where we talk about different topics to help you grow as a leader. Well, welcome to episode three of The Middle Leadership Podcast. So pumped to to be here with Roger Clark, the man the myth, the legend, um, and uh, if you don't know Roger, he's the uh, executive minister, is that fair to say? That would be fair. That'd be fair. <laughs> uh, you do, you the slash guy, you do a lot of things around here, mm-hmm. and we uh, appreciate you greatly, um, and so I just asked you to kind of, to talk about co-leading a small group, and I and I, there's a lot of different aspects that go into that, uh, especially in our context, we have um, group leaders that are co-leading with people their age, people that are older with them, than them, people that are younger than them, um, and, and how do you plan together, how do you uh, invest in each other, and uh, how do you use your unique skills to um, do, to maximize the small group. Um, and this one is going to be more about the core groups than Sunday mornings, but you can definitely get some good values if you are a Sunday morning leader. Uh, so I guess, I guess uh, where do you want to start?
1: Well, we'll start at the beginning. Okay. I think one of the things that um, you need to think about in all kinds of group settings, something I learned a long time ago, anybody can lead a group meeting. I mean, you know, most of us have, have been in group meetings. I mean, uh, why do I need a podcast or why do I even learn, need to learn about how to lead a Bible study or a core group or anything, because I've been in them, so I I ought to be able to do it. That's partly true, we all have some ideas about that, but leading the meeting itself is, is really the easiest part. The most difficult part of group life is what happens between the meetings. Absolutely. If nothing happens between the meetings, there's no contact, there's no relationship developed, then the meetings really are flat. And that's really not what we're here for. We're here about uh, developing spiritual habits, be- uh, developing spiritual friendships. So it just it's just like going to another class. Yeah. So one of the, the overarching principles of group life is, yes, I lead a meeting, but what will I do in the space between the meetings? How will I keep our group together? How will I care about our group? How will they know I care about them? And as co-leaders, how do we do that with each other? Yeah,
0: and I think those things are... Absolutely applicable to our core group leaders and our Sunday morning leaders because if you aren't investing in them between group times, either Sunday morning or core groups, do they know that you care? Do they know uh,
1: what you mean to them? Right. Um, And you know that they could pick that up. I mean, everybody can pick that up quick. Adults do the same. I would say this to adult leaders as well as to leaders of, of students. But I think the difference is students, especially middle school students, need adults in their life, older people in their life, uh, because, you know, their parents aren't the most cool, but adult leaders, or even college student leaders, high school leaders for that matter, really can speak into their life in a different way than parents can. So I think it's not just what happens at that little meeting, it's what happens in between. And what I like to call that is appropriate contact. Yeah. Because there can be an inappropriate contact that's, that's, as well. We have to be careful actually, with that right. one, especially as you do with students. But appropriate contact between meetings is one of the vital things that all leaders need to do. For sure. Uh, so
0: as far as co-leading a group, uh, talk, let's talk about uh, investing in each other, uh, investing in each other. How, how do
1: co-leaders invest in each other? Well, it's uh, almost the same thing as we just got through talking about. It's, it's um, not the meeting. Because really in the meeting you're busy. Mm-hmm. you're busy uh, every plan kind of goes out the window once it starts because as you know, you can go in many different directions and the plan all of a sudden' didn't, doesn't seem so good. Yeah. The content sometimes doesn't seem right now once you, the questions start coming out. So you have to do all the, the relational stuff in between the meetings as well. You know sometimes I've been in groups where it, the leaders, spend more time with each other and seem like they have a lot of inside jokes and you know it doesn't seem like everyone's included so if you need that relationship too but you don't need it in the meeting Mm -hmm. you need to develop the relationships outside the meeting again appropriately so you ask the question how is it best that we can get together between meetings and talk about what's going on you know is it better if we text is it better if we meet somewhere for coffee once in a while how is it that we can kind of keep up on not only what's going on in the meeting but really the care of the people in our group Uh, you know let's talk about that ahead of time you know the whole idea of leadership is all messed up mostly if you you think about the way most of the secular world talks about leadership it's being the boss of something Mm -hmm. being in charge but really if you're using a Jesus idea of a servant leader we're all here to serve so even as co-leaders how do we serve each other so what is it that we need to do to invest in one another especially prayer how can I pray for you you know just little things like that make a big difference.
0: Yeah, the word that comes to mind is uh, intentionality. Mm-hmm. How are you being intentional about connecting with each other and investing in each other, and praying for each other?
1: So I think what you have to do really is schedule it. Yeah, schedule you can't it. Can't say, hey, you know, let's try to get together this week. That'll yeah. never work. Yeah. You know, when can we get together? Maybe it's a standing, you know, every week at a certain time or place, mm-hmm. or maybe it's this week we're gonna call that next week we'll get together, but work, work out a rhythm so that there's always at least one touch somehow, uh, relationally between meetings.
0: Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And I guess, uh, with that, that we have, uh, we have leaders that are, you know, adults. We have leaders that are high school students. Uh, we have leaders that are, uh, you know, um, what's a, what's a good way to put it? Um, veterans, 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 yes. veterans. um, and, uh. How how do you lead with someone that's your age? How do you lead with someone that's younger than you? And if you're the younger person, how do you help lead?
1: Well, I think leading with someone your age just needs to be clear who does what. Mm-hmm. And uh, that kind of gets to gifts and talents as well. Uh, you know, I think you've heard, uh, we've heard John Robertson talk about the idea of, uh, he uses, like in quotes, I see in you. So what do you see in the other person that you really think ought to be brought out in the group life is, uh, you know, for instance, if I'm leading a group and there's anything to do with recreational time, it's not me. Mm-hmm. I need somebody to compliment what I do because I like to sit and talk, I do not like to throw balls, I do not like to, you know. So if you're doing a recreational component, is there, you know, I see in you the ability to do that. So you try to bring out the best in one another and talk about what the best is. You know, you don't want, you know, to use your weakness, you want to use your strength. And so. Absolutely explore the complementary ways that you can help one of the things I think no matter whether you're younger or older that you need to be careful with is especially if you're leading together is what we parents often experience which is the group I know your students wouldn't do this Tyler <laughs> but some student groups they they might tend to play one off the other you know if they've got a, a certain preference or something they want to do they might go to, one leader and say, can we do this? And they say, nah, that's not a good idea. Well, they go to the other leader and say, can we do this? Oh, that's a great idea. And all of a sudden, they've got a, a kind of a conflict set up. Leaders should always make sure whether they're younger, older, or whatever, as they work together, we, we answer uh, as a group, not as individuals. We need to check with one another, just like mom and dad need to check and say, what did you say? What did you say? Before we make a decision, make sure that you don't allow that to happen. So that kind of d- d- drives a wedge between leaders sometimes when and if you don't agree, that's even more important not do anything except that's, that's when you talk between things and say, let's talk about how we might want to, you know, I think we should have more fun. No, I think we should study more. How do we balance that? That, that is a great point.
0: Uh, to let me say, let me check with so-and-so. Let's, let's, we want, I want to talk about it. You yeah.
1: know, that's, a, that's an idea. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it, get back to you or something. That's the best way to do it. And, you know, the, the way that you, uh, I think it's Andy Stanley. Andy Stanley says everything yeah, he that is important. But, you know, he says something to the effect that uh, public loyalty. Equals private leverage. Mm. So I like to say public loyalty equals private influence. So, in other words, if you're loyal to each other and to student ministry and to what student ministry wants to do in public, then it's going to be a lot easier in private to get together and talk. But if you start talking, well, I don't, you know, this is what Tyler wants us to do, but I'm not really sure about this idea, that kind of thing, that just breeds uh, distrust and kind of divides things. Talk about all this privately. Uh, and then come with the United Front and say, "Okay, this is the this is the why we do it." And that's a great leadership model, too. Well, it should be for adults too. Yeah. It isn't always for adults, but you know, again, speak uh, speak well publicly, and and iron things out privately. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Another thing about that is, um, what are we serving? You know, as we say, we're servant leaders. What we're doing is, we're if we serve the the why and the what and the how of, of what, what we want to accomplish in, in, in uh, core groups, let's say, yeah. then that's what we're serving. We're not serving our opinions. We're going back and saying, how are we serving that? If this is what we're expected to do, that's our, our true north. It's not anybody's opinion, but it, you know some things are not negotiable, mm-hmm. but some things can be negotiable. So we look back to why are we doing it? What are we doing? And how are we doing it? And line up with that. That's really what we need to agree on. Yeah, I, I agree completely. And that's what you do, Tyler. You help everybody continue to see the why, and the what, and how. And a lot of times, how is negotiable. Hey, because of my group, this doesn't work. Mm-hmm. We can do something different. That's fine. But the why probably doesn't change. It doesn't change. It's always. It's always. So that's Jesus, why we keep needing to go backwards. Always, Jesus, the Bible, all those words, yeah, prayer, yeah. all those religious things that we all talk about. But those are our, our key points. So if we don't, if we don't point back to that as serving that vision then it doesn't matter what else we do.
0: Absolutely. And you kind of touched on this, uh, but can you go more into depth of uh, talking about using your different skills? Like everyone has their unique skills, uh, unique skill set. And, you know, uh, like you said, you don't want to throw a ball, but maybe I do. And, I, I know you do. <laughs> yeah. Um, but how, how do you maximize your group by, by using your unique set of skills. I think you
1: look at your whole group because every group, I mean, I don't want to sound like 4H, I'll just do 3H. 3H. Every group needs a head yeah, and they need a heart and they need hands. Yeah. So there are some people who are thinkers, there are some people who are feelers, and there's some people who are doers. Mm-hmm. So you need to look at your group, not just your leaders, and, and figure out who those people are and how we can reach each of those people. And I think it's pretty clear, if I don't know who I am, you can probably tell me. You know, you're probably not you know a very strong doer but you think a lot so maybe let's involve you in things that think ask the people ask your leaders what do you think you know where do you fit in this you know service projects are those the kinds of things that really float your boat do you like the caring between the meetings and even involve some of the more uh, mature on top of uh, students to start mentoring them along you know it's it's not wrong to say, hey, how about you check on somebody this week and let me know how they're doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, So involve everybody with the skills, but it goes back to I see in you. So leaders are always looking to say, I see this in each of these kids, or I see this in you as a co-leader. Why don't you try it Mm -hmm. to encourage one another? Uh, We have a pretty good sense of what we can do well, but sometimes that limits us because we we, we want to stay safe. And if another person could tell us, I, I think I can see you doing that. I'll, let me help you get it done. Sometimes pulls us to something we never thought we could do before.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we can see, I, I see this in you. I see this in you. And even if you may not even feel passionate about right. it at that moment. Let's try that. When someone says you can do this, it kind of yeah. gives you a sense of, well, maybe I can. Maybe I, I can do it. this. Yeah. So, um, in a group context, I, I see that, that playing out in a lot of good different ways. Uh, is if your co-leaders say, I think you would be really good at this, then you feel confident in right. going into the group meeting doing that. Right. Um, and if, if, if you're a student and a leader says, I think you would be awesome at leading this aspect of our group, that could really give them some ownership to it and really even light the fire of the passion of I can do this. And that can really put some traction to their faith,
1: even. Well, if think about think about what most middle school kids get. And they don't get a lot of positive, I see you, good things. Yeah. It's generally negative things, or at least it's what they pick up.
0: Yeah, it's what they, they buy into. They,
1: they may get some positive strokes, but generally speaking, they all look at the negatives. So when an adult leader or even another a peer says, hey, you're really good at that, uh, that is an excellent thing. I want to go, I want to be in a group that looks at me and says, you're good at that. Uh, the reason I'm doing what I'm doing is because a youth leader said, I think you ought to be a preacher. I hated that idea. But look what happened. You know, it, <laughs> it came here. back to me. So it all, led to it this it all yeah, this very moment. This so very moment. what a leader says as they bring out stuff in others and you know, it can really be a a life-changing Experience Absolutely,
0: absolutely. So when you're co-leading and um, together, a group, you can remember it's all about what's between the meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, planning together is investing in each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and re- what was your three H's again?
1: Every group needs head, heart,
0: and hands. Head, so heart, and hands. You need
1: to have some part of that that is, you know, biblical teaching. Mm-hmm. You need to have some some caring involved in that group, and then you need some action, some doing.
0: Mm-hmm. How do
1: we reach out to others in our group? How do we reach out to so other people at our school or whatever to, to to balance yourself out? We don't want to be one of any one of those three things. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, I agree. Good deal. Well, thanks so much, Roger, for being here with us and talking about co-leading a group, and uh, to all the listeners, I hope that you guys get a lot out of this and, and really. Um, are able to co-lead better Um, whether you're with someone that's your age, someone that's younger than you um, or just you're doing your own thing.
1: And Tyler, I see in you the ability to host a podcast.
0: Well, I try
1: Excellent, thanks (laughs) Thank you